Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Bath Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and your higher power, this show is for you. Thus, we explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. This show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Dr. Kelly. Now let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started because we share with you the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show where intimacy is real. Hello, Dr. Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm up here in northern Michigan, and it's 31 degrees. Oof. Yes. Are you feeling so much better? Because we missed you last week. Yeah. Well, as you can tell by my voice, it's, you know, it's coming back. But And my hair is frozen this high. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I was about to say, it looks wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. It's good to see you. So how was your week this last week? I'm sorry I missed the show last week. Oh, okay. It's been good. Yeah, it's been a week full of um, interesting things. I uh, My fourth book just came out about great sex, so definitely check it out on Amazon. Yes, and um, our Costa Rica retreat is filling up quickly. We only have two more spots left, so if you're interested out there, yeah, definitely. So it's been good. You got to be a couple for that retreat. Yes, you do have to be a couple, yes. <laughs> you have to you have know, people connect. Yes. Uh, in a former life, not really a former life, but in my 20s, I was a program director at a conference center and they had singles retreats. It was in upstate New York. You would think I would have enjoyed that, right? But it was scary. What was so scary about it? Well, people came in with what I call a huge sucking sound, <laughs> all kinds of needs. And I was like, <gasps> oh my, let's just have lunch here. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I got better at it, and I realized that it was just uh, social social anxiety for some people in group situations. Yes, yes, and I do think um, because of where we've been at for the last two years, a lot of us, including myself, have had social anxiety. It's been hard to get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and communication. Yeah, it's been difficult. You know, but what I'm happy about today is that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about is. Spirit communication, getting through life, finding joy, even in the midst of what we've been going on. And um, for a lot of us, we've lost a lot of people. Yeah. You know, joy in the midst of trial reminds me of uh, the Apostle Paul when he had those missionary journeys. And one of them, he was put in a jail in Philippi. And he wrote the whole entire book of Philippians from jail. And it was on joy. So yeah, joy in the midst of trials is something that I'm very interested in learning more. I'm looking forward to meeting Maureen and having our show today. Yes, yes. So let me, but before I introduce Maureen, um, I just want to let the guests know that how I came about with Maureen, um, she's one of those beautiful souls that, um, how can I put it? When you need help or you're trying to start something new, you know, that she's open and she's given information. So she's the one who was, who's been helping me and retreat. Really? Yes. Yes. Part of it. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yes. So let you guys know she is internationally known all over the world. And she's a spirit medium, a teacher, a lecturer, a holistic healer, 
and an author of the best-selling book, The Medium Next Door, Adventures of a Real Life Ghost Whispers. She's she fascinating. Is, I know. I know. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> she has spent decades um, dismissifying the overwhelming subject matter of death. Mm. Um, definitely in the sense of helping us realize it's about, you know, this, some people think there's um, uh, whatever dimensions where there's just this part and then this part, but she dismissifies that and helping individuals to flux their intuitive muscles and tap into the messages from their spirit. A teacher of source, Marine has brought comfort, joy, hope, healing to a lot of people. And today she's going to talk about how grief impacts relationship and how to find joy in the grief journey. And she's going to inspire us and helping us. So let me welcome Maureen. Welcome, Maureen. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, I know we planned this like many months ago. So uh, it's finally here. And I think it's so timely. And like you both said, so many people are suffering extra hard even right now with so many losses and I don't know about you but so many of my friends are losing loved ones and family and it's just uh, it's so hard so I like to bring that element of how do you get through it how do you get more signs have hope and then find your way right right because it affects everything in fact 10 minutes ago I just answered a phone call and a woman was saying how she lost her father and her twin sister and her partner doesn't feel like she doesn't feel like she's getting the comfort that she needs. Yes. Yes. So I'm glad we're really talking about this grief here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships change, don't you think? And um, with especially parents who have lost children physically, and that's kind of my specialty. And you've probably both seen this where, you know, couples kind of break apart and it's, you know, they grieve in their own way. And sometimes that causes friction. Uh, and a lot of the couples I work with end up breaking up or they go their own separate way. And so by helping them to create a really strong non-physical relationship with their child, it brings them back and just bringing them back to when they first met and they created this beautiful life and, and that he or she is still with them. So I think that ties right into what you both speak of. Yeah, definitely. How did you even get into this line of work? So it found me, uh, (laughs) as a child, I had lead paint poisoning. Now this was back in the day when everything was lead paint based. And I grew up about 20 minutes South of Boston. So I'm kind of a Boston girl, if you couldn't tell. And, and I chewed the windowsills and I, I, the paint <laughs> tasted like Necco wafers. No lie. I don't know if you know <laughs> Necco wafers. That's a Boston. No, thing. no. And I didn't even know people chewed things like that. Oh yeah, they oh, taste yeah. like chalk. <laughs> and it, it actually like- had, it had a sweet, lead paint was um, deceiving, like, cause it had a sweet taste and it really tasted like candy for kids and that's why there was such a huge around the whole country not the world lead paint poisoning so I slipped into a coma I was in children's hospital in Boston for three years I was three years I was in for a year I was in a coma I had brain shunts encephalitis and they created chelation which is now used to 
draw heavy metals out of the blood, but that was created for me. And I used to see spirits walking around the house when I finally got to come home. I went in at two years old. I came home at five years old. And a lot of kids are open to seeing spirits and things. For me, it was scary. It was like, who are these people? And they were like, they're going to take you back to the hospital. So cut to 1992. (laughs) I know. I was in a car five-year-old, that's scary. (laughs) Yes. And so many people I run into or write, reach out to me, say that their kids are seeing spirit. And especially now there's so many, what I call like the light workers coming in or the sensitive children and uh, they're seeing spirits, they're hearing them, they're being woken up by them. And I teach them how to, you know, protect themselves. For me, you know, it's St. Michael, the Archangel stand at every door and window because, you know, the good cats. And (laughs) Uh, I was in a car accident at 25 years old. I fell asleep at the wheel. I had just taken my seatbelt off. It was a stormy March night. I was almost home and I was like, I'm going to take this off. And boom, I hit a tree, broke every bone in my face. They brought the cars of life and I wasn't in the car. They kept saying to me like, who pulled you out of the car? And I said, nobody. I opened the door and they were like, look at your car. And it was one of those vehicles crushed that you would say that person did not survive. No way. And the woman who called 911 was shaken out of a sound sleep. She lived alone. And she said, somebody said in her ear, go downstairs to the kitchen and wait. And there I was. So I was set up for all kinds of surgery, shipped to Boston, rushed. And um, when they went to do surgery, did another CAT scan. And I felt my grandmother with me. She had just passed. I heard her voice. I yelled. I felt a warm rush go through me. And then I didn't need anything done. We're talking skull, cheeks were fractured. My eyes were completely crushed. My nose, stitches right down the middle. Didn't need anything done. And then I started to hear dead people piss up. So then it was just so overwhelming. And just a side note, I was litigation manager at Logan Airport. So then 9-11 happened and I was doing stand-up comedy in Boston. So I became the comedian medium. So I try to do this in a way that is more accessible on the medium next door, like my book. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. My gosh. There's a lot. <laughs> that's a, will you synthesize that quite specifically? Thank you. You've been doing this a while. I have. It's 22 years now. Mm-hmm. What was more significant to you, the the coma as a child or the one where you fell asleep at the wheel or were they equal in their impact? No pun intended. Get it? Yeah. Oh, I get Sorry. it. I'm going to keep it light, you guys. Wait, so, keep it light. It's, it's way too effing serious lately. Yeah. So my car accident, only because I don't remember a lot as a child. I mean, from two years old to five, who really remembers a lot of that? I mean, I was in and out of hospitals even for years after that. But when I was, a, I do remember as a five-year-old, because the Sacred Heart of Jesus picture in every good Christian home would speak to me and tell me things. And I told my little four foot 10 Irish mother, the guy's lips are moving. (laughs) She was like, what's he saying? And amazing things. Like I said, he said, Graham's going to have a heart attack on Wednesday. On Wednesday, even though my mother was like, this is weird. 
she was ready. Her mother, my grandmother lived with us. She had a heart attack that Wednesday. My mother was ready, saved her life. I could just go on and on. But I remember the scary people walking around my room. I do remember that because it was so overwhelming and scary. So at 25, I'm hearing the voices. So I'm litigation manager at Logan. I was overwhelmed by the voices of 9-11, I say, because going back after I just had my second child, it was too much. And I ended up leaving. I started a cancer foundation and doing hands-on healing, holistic healing. I opened my own place. Finally, I was doing shiatsu, which is an acupressure, um, acupuncture, praying over the sick and dying, bringing natural healing to the masses. And that's what I do now. I own a large yoga studio and we do all kinds of wellness as well. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just, as you're telling your story, I'm thinking about your mom and um, cause we talked about how you said grief and relationships and, and children's sickness. Yeah. Whereas um, your parents able to make it through. Oh my together? God. Yeah. Yeah, um, my parents, and they're both in heaven now, but they were married 55 years when dad passed and then mom passed about seven or eight years later, but the strongest because their faith got them through and my dad was laid back just kind of a chill, cool Irish guy. My mom, you know, hear me roar. Um, (laughs) I'm one of nine children, so you can imagine so very strict, very strict uh, Irish Catholic. And yeah, my sister, I'm not even the best story. My sister, Mary Grace, was hit by a car at 15 and she uh, was pronounced brain dead, rushed to Mass General in Boston, and she laid in a coma for a year. So uh, I always say with a coma family from Boston, but, um, <laughs> okay, so, wow. you know, that's when they're their bond was tested and their faith. And she came out of the coma. She was completely paralyzed, brain dead, came out of the coma after a year and paralyzed. And we had our confirmation together in the hospital, the rehab, and she stood up, she's paralyzed, stood up out of the wheelchair. And my mom almost had a heart attack. Everyone's screaming, the doctors, the nurses, she stands up and walks up to the slowly, but she said, I'm going to walk. And she walked up to the bishop. So, so many inspirational stories. But yeah, my parents were like this. Maureen, who in your family, uh, like what we have, my faith, we, I call them prayer warriors, people that just pray. Who in your family, either on your, any generation or whatever, do you know, just prayed? Oh my gosh. So, uh, so my grandmother- Mm -hmm. Maggie Mack. Um, So I got my sort of faith beginnings from my grandmother. So uh, she lived with us, like I said, and just she would squeeze the beads every day. This episode is brought to you by Sun Chips. Sun Chips are making it easy to snack a little smarter this year, so you don't have to give up your favorite snack. Reveal what else you're never going to give up in 2022 for a chance to win $1,000. Official rules at NeverGonnaGiveItUp.com. No purchase necessary. Enter by February 27th, 2022. 17 plus, 50 US, DC, and PR. You like that? Squeeze the beats. <laughs> Squeeze the beats, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Sex therapist in the house picked up on that. <laughs> yes. 
Very yes. Creepy. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, I'm Catholic too, so I know. Very eclectic. We get it. <laughs> I yes. get it. So anyway, so my grandmother Maggie Mac for sure. My mom prayed every day, morning till night, because she got it from her mom. I might not find it in a brick building, but I definitely have my own faith. I was visited, you know, Jesus H, the Blessed Mother Mary, in my accident mm-hmm. when they said I wasn't breathing and I was basically dead. Uh, my grandmother said, oh, you know, came to me in a vision and she had the blessed mother kind of went through my body. And so Mary's my home girl, uh, <laughs> but, you know, definitely even my dad's side, everybody was strong faith. My dad had a really strong faith as well. And um, so that's where, it, and we call it the God squad. You can steal. Okay. <laughs> you. How did you know I was a thief? You know, you said that you don't, um, yours isn't from entering a brick building and I walked in a garage and I didn't become a car so I'm quite of the belief that it is not about the building truly in fact our bodies are considered temples oh I like that right so I just we all have the same heart right and that's where it comes from the heart yes wow we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about how intimacy faith and medium all are connected and we'll be back in a moment are you wanting a vacation in paradise a vacation to rekindle the passion a vacation without the kids a vacation where you can learn how to communicate where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight if so vacation counseling is your next vacation Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the vacation counseling, please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on vacation counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy, and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, vacation counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Renew your connection and your love in beautiful Costa Rica. February 27th through March 3rd, 2022. We'll make sure it happens. Vacation Counseling Intimate Couples Retreat. Your next vacation. Enroll now at vacationcounseling.com. Welcome back to the Bring an Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Um, so one of the things is on the show, we talk about intimacy. And so, Maureen, what is your definition of intimacy? So my definition of intimacy is, for me, it's like that sacred spot within that you allow when you feel comfortable others to tap into or see or that part of you that's so raw, it can be where 
love resides, um, you know, passion, uh, even grief or sadness. And I just, uh, you know, I have no idea where I'm pulling this from, but I was like, who's talking? Is this Whoopi Goldberg? Orlando, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you think it's like the deepest place of you that is so sacred and that you, you honor it. So honoring it can also be uh, being raw and honest and talking about what you need and what fulfills you and what is working for you and what isn't. Right. Definitely. And I love how you, you put that. So as we are merging into a medium, can you explain because people may have all these different definitions? So I'm a spirit medium. It took me years to even come to grips with saying that. Like I would go to say the doctor and it would say occupation. I'd be like, mm, speaker. And so, especially, <laughs> you know, being raised strict um, yes. Irish Catholic or whatever, I couldn't really come out with that for a while. And then my mom helped me, you know, just working with um, priests or therapists or whatnot to, uh, because it was a lot. So a spirit medium is somebody that can connect to the other side, heaven, beyond, uh, beyond the veil, whatever you want to call it. I call it heaven. But it wasn't until the accident that I realized um, that I was seeing, feeling, hearing, and having dreams, visions. And then I started to, when I would put my hands on people, oh, hi, I'm her father, Bill. And then I started <laughs> to share like, do you know anyone named Bill? Oh, that's my father. I was like, oh God. So I didn't like it at first. I was like, take oh, it away. Yeah. I had a lot of anxiety, you know, growing up. And so it just added to my anxiety. So I used humor to, to marry the two so that I could deal with it and make people laugh and cry and maybe heal a little. It's a celebration of life and memories when you open up to the possibilities of, and and you don't have to um, go to a medium. You all are mediums. So medium is intuition. It's a God-given gift that we've all been given to survive, to be able to get signs, to be able to have dreams, to be able to feel like our loved ones in spirit are still with us to pray to them and know that they hear us, right? How old yeah. when you um when you first like put your hand on somebody and it was like Bill talking so Amy or whatever when was so that? um when I so I was always intuitive and knew things uh you know growing up so as the child with the lead paint and seeing the spirits and then getting those sort of like messages from Jesus and whatnot. Um, that's how I got it then. And then at 25, after the accident, as I started to hear things and I would just be half asleep and like someone poked their head out, like, Oh, you know, I'm your friend, Kathy's dad or whatever. So, but when I actually started to do body work and laying my hands on with Reiki hands-on healing, Shiatsu and whatnot, um, I was in my early thirties then, So, but I always had it, but that's when I let the cat out of the bag and I was working at Logan Airport and then, you know, 9-11 happened 20, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, I think, right? 2001. Yeah. And that's when I 
said, I'm going to start doing this. I need to share this. I need to get it out there. And, but I always had this ever since I was little, my mother even told me people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up to me? And I would say, I'm going to work with cancer people, even as a five-year-old. So I already came in knowing. So I do um, all kinds of work with the death, those that are um, end-stage cancer or any terminal uh, disease or challenge or whatnot. So I help them not be afraid of death. I help them to set up signs for those left behind. I help the families left behind. And I've witnessed thousands of actual passings. I've been in the room. The energy is like this. It's magnificent. And so many who can't even talk will come at that moment and just, oh, it's beautiful. That's what I've seen time and time again. So I know it's beautiful. They're no longer sick anymore. And um, you can, I help them create just a beautiful environment. So everyone's not fighting and, you know, maybe it's music or candles or some nice incense or whatever it may be, instead of everybody breaking up. So speaking of relationships, so many families break up after a physical passing. You've seen this, right? Right, right. Do the spirits come to, do you have to touch a person for the spirits to come to you? Okay. No. So I do something called Postcards from Heaven. It's a live event that I traveled around the country doing. And now um, I'm doing, you know, retreats and live events. And I stand in front of, you know, two to 500 people every weekend and I just get feelings, but I don't just throw it out like a, a net, like a lot of mediums do. I'll say, okay, the woman in the second to last row, five seats over purple shirt, your son is here. I'm hearing the name Kevin. He passed in a car accident. So I'm hearing definitely like details and whatnot. Um, but no, some, some people will work with pictures or objects and that's called psychometry. And I don't have to do that, but I can do that. And I also teach people how to do this. So uh, but no, I don't have to touch them. And if if I do hands-on healing, especially with somebody that's end-stage cancer, like my hands shake, it feels like mm. it's it's beyond beautiful, but it's so hard too because they're getting ready to lift out of the body. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, as these last 18 months have been tough for many people out there. Um, what are some of the lessons that you're hearing from the people who have passed away or the healings or? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is forgiveness. So, and I never throw that out there like, oh, you have to forgive this person, but I will connect them in a way that they can communicate like, wow, we never got to say goodbye. Um, I'm so sorry that I've had a life review and I see my shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and I'm deeply sorry. So I've noticed a lot of healing take place when a loved one in spirit can come back and finally take responsibility. I mean, if it's not going to happen here, maybe it can still happen. And I've noticed a lot of acceptance with folks with like, wow, I've just really always wanted my father to acknowledge what happened and take some responsibility. And if it has to be, you know, this way, yes. then so be it. So I think that's, that's the biggest sort of lesson. And I also will tell people, spend time with them now. 
because I wish mm-hmm. I spent more time with my mom. She was always like, Moe, when are you going to come over? Moe, Moe. And that's one of my regrets. So not having any regrets, spending time with people, and especially after what we've just been through, just making sure that you make memories and you cherish yes. everyone here and just love them and accept, like sometimes just acceptance. Like I accept who you are. Mm-hmm. I can't change you. This is how you are. And I'm going to love you anyway. Right. 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 Definitely. And you mentioned forgiveness. And I was just thinking of a session I had earlier where sometimes people have passed away and there's this pain, you know, that I wasn't good enough or this or that. And many therapists, including myself, we have people write letters or state out that they're, you know, sorry or whatever the case may be. Um, Do you believe that the spirits around us, that they can hear what we're saying. Absolutely. So that's what I like to teach people that, you know, that's called clear audience. So it's when you hear within yourself. So you hear a voice and it, and a lot of times that voice will try to help you. And it will be like, look over your shoulder while you're driving, there's a car coming and you get this nudge and spirits voice will repeat over and over. Look out, look out, look out, look until you finally, Oh my gosh, you know, like this. So yeah, they can hear you without talking out loud. So if you okay. want to have a conversation with them, it can just be like this. It's just like a meditation or a prayer or whatever maybe. And you just talk and, and they, they listen and they talk back. So when you get to that point that you trust and you know that it's not just your wishful thinking, it's not just you creating this, it's really a communication. I had a dad who lost his daughter come to my event last night. And I, I said, you know, she really loves that you can hear her. And he he goes, I have complete conversations with her. He's like, I can hear her. I asked her a question and she answers me. And that's what I want to get all of your, your viewers and listeners to get to that point where you trust. So that's also a big lesson. Trust, trust in something you cannot always see or explain. Okay. If I go like this to you, like, Oh, look at this. Can you see that? No. Well, that's my breath. That's oxygen. And I can't prove it to you, April, but I know it right. sustains me and I know it's going in, but it's invisible. It's an invisible right. force, but oh, it's a force. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So how do you teach people, now we're going into trust, how do you teach people to trust um, that intuition or to trust themselves to be okay, to be open, to yeah. hear this, yeah, their loved right? ones? It's a journey and it's almost like, I could hand you a guitar and say, I'm going to show you three chords and you're going to play 60 songs. And you're like, no way. It's not until you actually do the work and practice and trust it. I think seeing is believing, right? But when I say to people like, come on, trust in your abilities, easier said than done, which I just can't stand that phrase that I, because I always answer with then do the work. Okay. Yes. You must do that too. Yes. So, you know, but people give up so easily, right? How many times have you started something new and you're like, eh, or they, right. you know, they might lose interest because they don't see immediate results. So I just say, stick with it and they can try different things. And, you know, 
I'll do easy, easy things like, oh, lay a deck of cards out so that you can't see them and put your hands over one and see if you can get a vision of like a color, red or black, right? Flip it over. Then I say, let's go a little bit deeper. Try to get a suit. Put your hands over, see if you can see the suit, flip it over, and then even go further. So it's like, just like Mm -hmm. anything that you're learning, you're going to take one easy step, then a little bit harder, then a little bit harder. Or, you know, you think of somebody and they call you. How many times has that happened? Yes. Um, There's no such thing as coincidence. I feel that we're intuitive beings. We question everything. We get stuck in these heavy layers of grief. And so that I call it peeling the artichoke so you can find your heart again. Do you like that? (laughs) Yes. Better than peeling an onion. Well, um, people say onion and I didn't like it. So I came up with artichoke. I know when people say to feed two, uh, kill two birds with one stone, I say, how about we feed two birds with one crumb? Let's why not see that you are right up my alley. Right on. I feel you. I feel that. So I have a question and this may be a bizarre question, but you know, uh, we're doctors and we work in mental health field. And uh, people that sometimes if they hear things or see things, Mm. that's one of the, they're going to be like, typically the first thought is not spirit medium, but that they're on the spectrum. While you were going through this, were there people in your life that were trying to tell you that it was a mental health diagnosis? Did that ever come up or am I just way out of there? No, you are right on the money. Um, that luckily did not happen for me. And you bring up a fantastic point mm-hmm. so that I've had over the years, thousands of, of people that have come to me to learn. And there have been a couple of times. And I always say, first of all, seek out a grief counselor. This is just kind of an adjunct or something that can assist you in your journey, but that you should always see a counselor. But I, I've had people come to me hearing voices thinking they're a medium and there is some mental illness there that needs to be addressed and they need medication and I'm all about it. And I, you know, I'm not a trained physician, but I will send them in the right direction. I've had two recently and one, um, it did end up being some type type of psychosis or, or like she was schizophrenic and, um, And do we have gifts? Absolutely. And then the other point you brought up about being on the spectrum, I have noticed that, uh, especially children with um, autism and Asperger's, they do have special sensitivities and they can sometimes, um, they're just at a higher plane vibrationally than us. And my husband has a nonprofit for autistic kids with karate and they say the most amazing things that are beyond any explanation so there is that sort of like catch 22 like I'm always mm, like I I have somebody reaching out and I have a gut feeling that this person needs help that I cannot provide and they need to get that squared away right and are they old souls yes who came into this life with heavy agreements like bipolar or you know different Mm -hmm. Whatever. I like that heavy agreements. I never heard it worded. Yeah, neither. Oh, yeah. What is that? Well, like, usually, like deep shit is what it is. 
right? And it's- just if, if you subscribe to that, we all come in with a soul agreement, which I do for our learning and growth. And, you know, if you notice that you keep presenting with the same types of people in your life, there's usually a reason because you're supposed to learn and grow and release or forgive or whatever, and realize, oh, I have certain patterns. And when you finally get it, and you can, you know, shift and switch that up, Oh, I can see (laughs) but yes you know I feel that we all come in with these soul agreements and I've noticed that the oldest souls are these beautiful uh, beings of light humans that oh they're spiritual beings that come in as a human um, all you know special needs whatever that may be physical mental uh, challenges Asperger's autism um bipolar it's just this is just my feeling you could uh, let me just uh, help help in this one area how yeah. i rule out one way to rule out if there is any schizophrenic um not rule it out completely because we're not doctors you have to be a psychiatrist or a medical doctor to diagnose but i always find out how they've been sleeping so if you have somebody who they're yes. hey, they're sleeping do you find that too dr april I just had that today. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I find that I had that last week. So, so you can say, oh, so, okay. So you have some audio and you have some visual. Um, how are you sleeping lately? Let's ask that. And if they're like, I sleep eight to 10 hours, but if they say they haven't slept in two or three days, then that would be, Hey, um, reach out to your medical doctor or whatever, because if a person truly is not, you know, I certainly believe in the spirit world. I do. And, and, uh, and so, but I wanted to ask you that because pe- people do, it even took you Maureen years before you could write spirit medium on your, what you do for a <laughs> So, so if you're helping people and it sounds like you and your husband are a fantastic team and that you do so much for people around you and those that are grieving or with special needs. You're quite dynamic. Thank you. Yeah, I want to spread the message that we all have this and we can use it to our life's advantage, right? And both we of all you have it, you think? Yes. Is that one of people different, right? what? at different levels? So it really just depends. Like, let's say, uh, so I say, okay, you have it. And Kelly, you you're an over, you know, you were an overthinker. So sometimes it will take you longer to quiet down and meditate and sort of get into the space. And I think you're like me, like I get bored easy. So like yoga, <laughs> yes. I'm just like, namaste my ass, like get me out of here. So, um, and I own a yoga studio, but I have to keep <laughs> yours is going to be walking. Yours is going to be getting out in the woods and, and, and water and, you know, earth, earthly things. She's and reading so- I know she is. I am. I woods and water yesterday. I am. But Tell that's where doing. you find that's where you find your peace, right? Do you have a dog? No. No, I, I travel too much. Maybe you had one because I saw a dog around you. So uh <laughs> so um I think a black I may have been an X actually. <laughs> oh he's dead to you. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I love though, that you can, 
now I'm going to use that. How's your sleep? Go see your doctor or whatnot. And people that are being bothered by spirits sometimes will be woken up the witching hours between three and 5 a.m. So a lot mm-hmm. of us will wake up and look at the clock. It's 3.15 every morning. 3.33 for me. Yeah. Yes. That's my mom's number to me. That's my mom's number to me, Maureen. Oh my gosh. Wow. It is positively. Right. Right. That she passed into heaven's gate. Um, I was in her house alone with her when she passed. And then at three 33, well, everybody came and then they left and I slept there in her bed. And at three 33, the door blew open. That's Which it. I didn't like because it was December 30th in Michigan. But you get the idea that. Um, wow. It's the most powerful angelic number. And it's also the trilogy. So, mm-hmm. you know, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Da, da, da. So it's, it's the most powerful, like spiritual number. And I'm not just saying this after the fact. Every time you spoke, I'm like, oh, there's a mother, there's a mother. And I just feel like she can breathe again. And she needs you to know that she's not sick. And I feel like you dotted the I's and you crossed the T's to like advocate for her and help her and make decisions and all that. So she's thanking you for that. Yeah. And she's very proud of you too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Is it, are you one of three? Um, I'm a twin. I'm the third born and there's six of them. Okay. But there's only, well, it depends how you look at it. You know how it is with uh, divided families. Yeah. So is it four and two? What's the, Um, well, there's three left, but like four and two, was it four girls, two boys? Like what's five girls, one boy, my twin. My twin also uh, went to heaven when we were 16. Oh, wow. But, you know, so hearing about how you use this to help people grieve, then that, that really means a lot because as an adult person in my 50s who have, has lost a lot of people and have been there, the last one with them before they entered heaven's gates, I understand that I had my own grief process and I like to help other people. But unless we do our own emotional work, we will not be good at helping other people. So thank right. you for you're welcome. Yeah, because we stuff it, right? We stuff it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sure you see that with everybody, not even grief. But even like grieving can be a relationship, you know, like just divorce is they have to go through that grieving process. Sometimes the, you know, five stages of grief, it's still going to apply. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And someone's like Mark or Mike, too. I kept hearing that name. Mark or Mike? Hmm. For me? Yeah. Hmm. And they can be living. So remember that. They could be living? They could be living. Sometimes they just shout out, shout out a name. Oh, I'm going to keep my eyes open. I think it's Mark. So, yeah. (laughs) Now, do you, either of you have dreams? Do you ever have dreams of past loved ones? Does your mom come to you, Kelly? No. I did pray one night mm-hmm. terribly and I would, I would, I fell asleep. This was a couple decades, well, maybe 15 years ago. I said, I really want to see my mom. And I prayed and she came to me in the dream and sat on my bed and said, um, and you would maybe believe that this was her actually coming to me. Yep. I sat on my bed and said, I'm okay. And you're okay. going to be. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. good. I, just, I prayed and I, 
Yeah. That's a dream visit. Mm -hmm. That is what I call a lucid dream visit. Yes. Oh, I believe in lucid dreaming. What about you, Dr. April? Have you ever had? Yes, I've had dreams of my grandma who passed away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because they know, so they show up in your dreams because that's your most relaxed state when you wouldn't question it as much or overthink it. And they're able to slip in. So if everybody wants to try to have a dream visit, I say, think of your best memory with that person for like five minutes before you go to sleep and run through it as if you're there. Maybe it's Disney World. Maybe it's a special vacation or a spot used to go or Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it may be. And run through it. Put yourself in there. See them smiling. Go through different motions and what you did, what it's like, what's on the table, everything. The smells, the sounds, music. And then when you fall asleep, it opens a portal to beyond so that they can pop in and meet you halfway. And you can have maybe a hug from heaven or they'll be able to talk Uh to you. And with all the dreams I've seen where they speak, they say, I'm okay you're going to be okay. That's what they say. Mm. It's awesome. Wow. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. And I think sometimes people think the um, dimension of the spirit sounds like a separate place, you know, like we think like we go into this one door and we go into this next door, but really, I think we're all here in the same, I don't know if it's dimension or atmosphere, but I don't know if Maureen, if you see the same thing. Yeah, like I feel that they are one sort of vibrational level above us or but then higher vibration is like, you know, the angels and saints and then God, Jesus, whatever. So depending on how we live our life is sort of the vibration where we are when we come out of the physical body, which I call the lease vehicle when the lease is up, the driver gets out and continues and but that will determine sort of the vibration. So where you, you know, those little prayer cards, like I've only slipped into the next room. They really are just a level above us that we can't quite access unless we do the work and we trust and we meditate and pray and, and say, I know you're here. When you give them credit, like, I know that's you instead of our human brain. That's probably a coincidence. Uh, But when you say, thank you, Thank you. I know that's you. It allows them to come in with another sign. And some of the most common signs, everybody, um, 11, 11 on the clock, right? Right. Yes. Pennies oh. and dime. So 11, 11, I came up with this 11, 11, hello from heaven. So <laughs> it, it, the 1, 1, 1, 1 is similar to the eight of infinity. So it's, it's eternal life. It's never ending. It keeps going with the 1, 1, 1. And then finding pennies and dimes. I don't know how they're able to get coins to show up in your path, but they can. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to look at the dates because dates start to coincide and they mean something. Birds, like seeing the cardinal, most of yeah. all. Right. right. Yeah, I have... I have a question. Um, Can you ask your spirits to help you with stuff? Yes, you can ask for help, but this is the language. It might be, this is what I say. Instead, can you fix this for me? I say, can you give me the strength to fix this or find a way or lead me in the right direction or guide me? But when you do this, like, okay, um, 
can you make the Patriots win the Super Bowl, please? Like things like right. that. It has to be more. <laughs> can you give me the strength to accept when they lose? Like, just that. <laughs> like it can't be give me, give me, give me. It has to okay. be show me, show right. me, show me, show me. But if you listen, they can guide you. So let's say you have a decision to make and it's about, you know, should I take this job? Okay. How does it feel? Does it feel Mm -hmm. right? Does it feel like a lot of anxiety or goes against the grain? How do you feel? And and maybe that's part of your work too. Like, how does that make you feel? But it (laughs) may actually feel not so good. Like, I, I don't know. I have trepidation because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good trust your gut trust your gut so but yeah I wanted to throw out there too getting back to like relationships with um so many people that you know have broken up after a loved one has passed on or family members stop speaking to one another they always come through like oh I wish it wasn't that way or if I were here that wouldn't be happening and can't you find a way to, you know, have clear and open communication, forgiveness or whatnot. I know some are, you can't repair. Um, right. And I feel like the spirit, I have a lot of folks that a mom will come through and be like, okay, you're not speaking to Carol. It's been 10 years. And then mm-hmm. the mom will say, I want you to know, I understand that you did everything you could and you tried and it's not your job to fix it. So I love when they can come through with that kind of relationship advice, like, because then they'll say, I felt like I was disappointing her. Like I should Mm -hmm. get everyone together and, you know, but you know, they took all the stuff and, you know, they took all the diamonds and they took all the furniture and it's always about stuff. Right. Right. why are you fighting over like the money and the the lower vibrational ego things? And if our parents were here, like they wouldn't allow it to happen. Like, I want to go back to that, the old, the olden days, right? Where we just, we, yeah, we forget. You know, scripture talks about um, heaven, having streets of gold and, Mm -hmm. you know, like made out of dirt, right? So it's so meaningless. Gold and things are so meaningless. They're going to be walked upon in heaven. Yeah. Like oh. the streets of gold, it could be interpreted or when we get there that like, oh, it's not gold. It's, it's this. Oh, that yes. like, on that picture, Maureen. Did you yeah, take- I, somebody gave that to me and I just love it. It's beautiful. It. I like to go in the woods and tree bathe. Not naked, but like I go in the woods. It's how I relieve my anxiety. I bring the dogs out. I'm lucky that I live in a conservation area and I take them in the trails. And I just, the minute I get in, there's something to be said for sort of like the heartbeat of a tree or getting in the redwood forest. And the energy is magnificent. So to me, everything is energy that's, you know, living in some way. And, um, But yeah, so that's where I find my peace. And before I go to an event and, and I'll pray too, but I'll go out in the woods and so I mountain bike and I suggest to everybody get out in nature because that's where you're going to be able to clear your mind. And then you're better able to receive not only your intuitive hits, but loved ones, messages and signs and communications. But when you're 
full and you're heavy and, and, you know, anger and you can't help but have anxiety or depression in some way, but finding your way out of that darkness so, so that you can see the light, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, there it is. You know, if you ever get to Michigan, um, I have a property uh, that I purchased and I called it Tommy's Acre in honor of my twin brother. And I say, and the motto is make memories, not money. And you can go, there's a hammock swinging there. I bought a bunch of hammocks and you are welcome (laughs) to walk that property. And it's in the beautiful part. It's never been built upon. And it's right across from Lake Huron. And you are all welcome. Um, wow. Like wow. I did a tour. I did a tour of Michigan. I did like obscure places like Kalamazoo and I did um I think Ann Arbor and I did Flint. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. Is- they call those <laughs> obscure because those are the bigger places. Are they really? Yeah. That's well, a- uh, maybe maybe obscure for like spirit communication because I did the Red <laughs> no. Barn Theater. Do you know the Red Barn Theater? No, haven't heard it. So it's in like Kalamazoo or right there. And um, big. it's a 600 seat theater inside of a red barn. Wow. And there's literal like live cows and whatnot around. And um, Jennifer Hudson was there the night before me. But I, I couldn't get over wow. it. I was in a barn doing oh, an event. Yeah, what that Michigan. <laughs> um, so how, uh, are you still doing comedy and how can people find you? How can our listeners find you? So I integrate the comedy into my live events. The, it's either like the medium next door live or postcards from heaven. So I don't do private readings anymore because I'm working with the sick and dying, the kids and parents who just lost children tragically. So that's all volunteer work and um, just helping them. But they can find me on uh, the Maureen Hancock fan page on Facebook. They can find me on okay. Instagram at um medium Marvin hancock and i'm on tiktok what's up what's happening so hip and i I forgot to mention too i do work with police and fbi so i do a lot of work with missing people Mm -hmm. um missing children Mm -hmm. adults and especially in the beginning stages i've had a lot of luck finding them alive so yeah and just being guided so it's really wild but on my one of my TikToks, I looked at maps of Gabby Petito and I, I said on the TikTok where she was a few days before they found her. And I said, I keep seeing this area, the Spread Creek, blah, 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 and that's exactly where she was. So um, it's really wild. It, go, it goes into a whole other area where it takes a lot out of me. Like I'm in bed for days when I do that work, oh but it's so, I'll it's really fulfilling. Goodness. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, and MarineHancock.com. I was just about to mention, yeah, I was just about to mention your website. Yes. And then my book is The Medium Next Door. And it's, everyone seems to love it. It's a quick, easy read. It's just like having a cup of coffee or a margarita with me. And at the end of every chapter, I give advice how to open up. And I have an online university called the Maureen Hancock University to teach wow. you how to be your own medium, but also natural healing, chakras, auras, energy. And then we meet once a month and I do readings and teach you over Zoom. So it's pretty cool. Check it out. Wow. Well, thank you so much. We've learned a lot about finding joy through 
grief today and spirit communication made easy and you certainly did make it sound easy. And, um, and also, um, Dr. April, you had mentioned your book earlier and we would like to um, offer listeners uh, that are listening and uh, sign up for our newsletter, bringing intimacy back. Uh, and, and also is that on your website, Dr. April? Yes. Uh, if they, the uh, newsletter, they, if they sign up for a newsletter, yes, we'll give them a copy of a, one of the books there, Improving Intimacy. And this is, she just finished um, the fourth book in a seven-part series, so we're proud of you, Dr. April. And next week, we have Jason Gaddis, Relationships, Personal Growth, and Intimacy. We'd like to thank everybody for joining us today on Bringing Intimacy Back. Yes, and thank you again, Maureen, for being on the show. It's been just listening to you, and you've also not only inspired us to connect Um, with our loved ones or people that have passed away, but also that connection that we should have with ourselves and being able to trust our intuitions. So thank you. You're welcome back here anytime. Thank you for having me. Yes. And thank you so much, Dr. Kelly, again, for being in the show and hope you feel better as the day progresses. I feel great. And thank you for speaking into my life, Maureen and Dr. April, as always. Yes. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. Thank you, guys. Thank you.